Merry Christmas, Parkway family and friends. Welcome to our Christmas Eve service. Are you excited to be here this morning? We're so excited to have you here. Please put your hands together for our first lip sync contestants, Jaden Smotherman, Zeke DeGuider, Levi Loridich, Aiden Jones, and Jacob Schindel. Contestants to be able to make their back, make their way back up on stage. Let's give them one more round of applause. Looks like we got Santa back. So got some extra candy canes. Both of our lip sync contestants. Well done. Well done. I need my Beach Boy Bros over on this side of the stage, and I need the chubby Santa sisters over here on this side of the stage. I we we need some help this morning, Parkway. We need you to be able to dictate who officially won the lip sync battle. Are you guys are you guys good with that? So what we're gonna do. This is our first and only practice round, okay? We're gonna practice this. So if my hand goes over to this, the Beach Boy Bros, you're gonna cheer super loud for them. If my hand goes over here to the uh, Chubby Santa Sisters, and you will, you will be applauding for them. Does that make sense? We're gonna practice one time. You guys ready? For the Beach Boy Bros. And for the Chubby Santa Sisters. 
All right, all right. With that being said, this is the real deal. I think we might already have a winner, but this might be. This is the real deal right here. If you want the Beach Boy Bros to win, give him a round of applause. And if you think the Chubby Santa Sisters won, give them a round of applause. They all did a fantastic job, but it looks like our winner today was the Chubby Santa Sisters. Let's give our lipstick contestants one big round of applause. You guys did amazing, did awesome. I just want you guys to know that I don't know if I could ever pull off any of those outfits. I don't know, yeah, if I ever show up at any of those, I think that you guys can officially say, hey, Pastor Chase, you're, you're good. You can, you can officially dip out, but. I think I'm most impressed that they did a cartwheel in a fat suit. Can we just That's, give it yeah. up for that? That is impressive. I can't even do a cartwheel without the fat suit. So yeah, that's pretty, yeah, impressive. That's pretty that's good. Pretty impressive. We want to give you guys a very warm Merry Christmas and welcome to Parker this morning. We have a very special Sunday planned for you, as you can already see. So with that being said, uh, what we want to go ahead and do is just, of course, welcome you guys. But uh, today's service is going to be a little different. Pastor Kylie's going to explain a little bit here in a second. But if you wouldn't mind, if we can have our ushers actually go ahead and come forward, and we're going to take our tithes and offerings this morning. Um, and as the ushers go ahead and come up, I just want to be able to officially announce something and one of the many different uh, opportunities that we have here at Parkway. And the reason why, with your faithful giving, we can be able to put on a lot of things. But Pastor Kylie, can you explain a couple ways that we can give? Yeah, so if you were here this morning, uh, you can give online, you can give by cash or check, or you can scan our QR code and it'll just take you to the website to give right away. This QR code right here for all of you technology savvy individuals. Uh, with that being said, ushers, if you wouldn't mind, please go ahead and start passing those buckets all the way through the rows. I want to be able to actually give one of our events that we have upcoming, and this is for any 6th through 12th grade student in the room. And yes, we are talking specifically to you parents, because you're probably going to be the one that are going to be getting in there. New Year's Eve, we have a gigantic New Year's Eve party happening on the 31st, and it is going to be from 7 p.m. to 12 p.m. We have things like dodgeball tournaments, basketball tournaments, video game tournaments. We have obstacle courses. We're going to have food. We're going to have a whole bunch of fun, and it is going to be an awesome time for your students to get connected and be able to ring in the new year in 2024. So please, please do me a huge favor. You can be able to go to our website, parkwaycc.com slash youth, and to be able to sign up, but it's going to be a wonderful time for all of your all of your children, all of your grandchildren, and any student that's in the room. Please, please come out. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. If you're looking for a safe and fun place for your youth students, that is the place to go. Uh, the last thing we want to tell you guys this morning is that this morning's service is not like other services. We're going to have amazing song solos. There's going to be some special moments up here. Pastor Jay is going to lead us in a devotional. So if you're ready... Would you pray with me for this service? Lord, I just thank you that, God, uh, that you meet us, uh, God, during this time of year. God, whether it's a great time of year for us or, God, the hardest time of year, God, uh, we say that you can meet us here. So thank you, Lord, that you're going to meet us in this service. In your name, amen. Without any further ado, please, Parkway welcomes you to our saviors of our story. Would you please stand and sing along with our first segment of Christmas carols brought to you by Brooks Motherman, Leanna Smotherman, Jason Van Dusen, and Jerome Bettner. On the piano is Rhonda DeGuider.
Hi, my name is Bethany. And I'm Zay, and this is our Savior Story. We're gonna be talking about loneliness. I think everyone struggles with loneliness, but especially during the Christmas season. So a little bit about my story. I grew up in a household that had a lot of disease, um, specifically cancer and chronic illnesses. And it made me feel like I was gonna lose everyone. And I struggled with loneliness and depression all through my teenage years and honestly through high school. My loneliness story is I moved to Grants Pass and it was kind of lonely. Um, moving somewhere where you don't know a whole lot of people, uh, it can be a lot because you have to initiate pretty much everything. I moved from a college environment that was so full of community and connection and coming to Grants Pass that I didn't know how to even start building friendships or what it was going to look like to have connection. In the midst of that loneliness, God met us. He showed himself real to the both of us in unique ways. One of the ways that he showed himself real to me was by bringing in friendships that were like exactly what I needed during that time. Where he met me was honestly a time of prayer and I would get with him and honestly I would just say his name. Um, just the concept of Jesus' name would bring me comfort and honestly make me not feel alone. And we want you to know this Christmas that Emmanuel, God is with us and God is with you. with Rhonda DeGuider on the keys and Jennifer Ferrugia on the violin with Breath of Heaven.
Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor St. John, and this is our Savior story. I want to start off with God is faithful. I was raised in a close-knit Christian home. So when St. John and I got married, I thought I knew what this marriage thing was supposed to look like and how it was supposed to work until your seven came along and it looked nothing like I expected it to. We were in turmoil. Our marriage was, we were in counseling. Neither one of us thought we were gonna make it through it. And one night, God just spoke to me and says, Rhonda, take your hand off the wheel. Let's say John be the head of the household and let me create him, the man of God that I called him to be. And then a few years later, God called us into full-time ministry. I was excited. Our life must be on track now. Until God called us to misery. I mean misery. Um, did I tell you I was from a close-knit family? Yeah, Missouri was 20 hours away from family. So we packed up family, kids in tow, and we moved to Missouri, not knowing that we were going to face one of the hardest, darkest pastoral positions that, that you could imagine anybody should go through. And I couldn't get in my car and go see mom and dad and cry on their shoulder. I couldn't get in the car and go see my brother. It was God, St. John, and myself. We were in this, fighting this battle together. And we spent many hours on, the, on our knees praying. He would go to work and I would pray, God, give him the wisdom of Solomon to, as he navigates through this mess. And God is faithful. He did not lead us to Missouri for misery to abandon us. He brought us there as a reason, or for a reason to grow us together as a couple. So we learned to rely on each other and as we depended on God. And um, he taught us things that we would never have, have learned otherwise. And we made it through it. And I wish I could say our journey has been a, a better roses since then, but it hasn't. We still have our deep detours or potholes or mountains, whatever you want to call it. But our perspective has changed, that as we stand together as a couple and as we depend on God, he sees us through. That sounds familiar to a story maybe you've heard in the Bible. Joseph and Mary, not sure where they were headed, such responsibilities, and the calling of God was evident on their lives. And we found ourselves that we, God was a very present help in our times of trouble. He led us to where exactly we needed to be. And if we would doubt where he was leading us, then we were trying to take the wheel. But instead, we trusted God to guide our steps, and he did. And it was those early days of ministry and marriage and raising children that really laid the foundation for our life so that we can tell you we are so thankful that God put us together and every opportunity we had to serve. So to all of you, trust God, be led, and know that he is up to good things. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Now presenting Jerome Bettner, Jesus Christ is Born. Sing this with me, friends. Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn. Jesus Christ is born, the Savior of the world. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice. Jesus Christ is born. told the prophets and the prophets brought the word that word was spread throughout the land prepare the way of the lord then the angels told the shepherds and the shepherds bowed to pray then the angels and the shepherds and the wise men sang this song on christmas day they were singing jesus christ is born jesus christ is born let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn. Jesus Christ is born, the Savior of the world. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice, Jesus Christ is born. Hallelujah! The 
disciples shared their stories, and the Bible brought the truth. That preacher spoke those words to me, and I'm saying them to you. Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn. For he died upon that cross, and he conquered death and sin. Then he rose up from that grave, and he's coming back again. Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn. Jesus Christ is born. Savior of the world. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice. Jesus Christ is born. Oh, he is born. Hallelujah. This is Our Savior Story. My story started when I was really young and I grew up in a life that was centered around chaos. My parents were addicted to drugs until I was about 10. Uh, they were in and out of prison. My siblings and I found ourselves at one point in CPS. The enemy really used that as a way to attack my family and to tear that apart. And for my story, it was a little different. Um, I grew up with wonderful parents who were involved in uh, their home church for over 20 years. Um, they were youth pastors and uh, just uh, honestly raised me in a Christian home, Christian school. Um, and for me, it was a little bit more on the side of that lukewarm living. I mean, it wasn't until my teenage years where I decided, hey, I think it might be time for me to make this decision to follow Christ for me, not just for my parents. And I found myself years later, when I was 16 years old, I had the opportunity to go to a Donnie Moore radical reality camp where for the first time in my life, I found the Lord. Um, it was a moment at the altar in the middle of worship where God audibly told me, and it was the first time I had ever heard the Lord in my entire life. And up to that point, everything that took place in my life didn't compare to the moment that I had with the Lord where I heard Him tell me that if you serve me, I will take care of you. And I heard it as clear as day. And from that moment forward, I knew that I was going to give my heart to the Lord and that I was going to serve Him. For me, uh, my kind of salt of Paul moment was down at that same Christian school, uh, chapel, um, down at an altar. Uh, where I was asking the Lord who was I was going to marry, uh, what my family was going to look like, and one of the greatest uh, dreams that I ever had was to be a father and to be a husband. And so uh, kind of just at that moment, that crossroads where the Lord kind of called me out and said, hey, Chase, I need you to decide, not someone else to decide for you. Um, and it wasn't until that point where that's where the Lord said, hey, Chase, you're called to full-time ministry, you're called to be a father, you're called to be a wonderful husband in the future, but I need you to be able to go all out and go all in. And and it wasn't until that point at that Christian school chapel where I decided, hey, now or never. You know, a large part of our story is that God has always taken care of us. Uh, even after I'd given my heart to the Lord, my circumstances hadn't changed. I was still going home to the same chaos that I had left, but God was the God that he said he was, and he was always going to take care of us. So fast forward um, a couple of years. Um, we now are at the point where we're almost on five years of marriage. Um, we have two beautiful children. Um, and it doesn't mean that uh, things weren't thrown our way, um, you know, through health scares and, and scary birthing stories and a miscarriage and moving states. Um, but the Lord is faithful, and we are now in a you know, ministry, uh, have two beautiful children. Um, and are now just living a life that we could have never dreamed of. So if today you find yourself in a place of chaos. Or if you find yourself in a place that you're just needing to trust God, God's got a savior story for you.
My name's Justin. And my name's Kylie. And this is our Savior story. This past year of our lives has been filled with so much joy. As new parents, we've been stretched, we've been grown, but it's been a really good year. So our story uh, began in 2018 when we got married. Uh, that was a super awesome, fun time out of our ministry program. Shortly after, in May of 2019, one year after being married, we found out that we were pregnant. And we were super excited, but also nervous and everything in between. We told friends and family, and it was just a really exciting time. About halfway through my pregnancy, we found out that our son had a genetic disorder that was incompatible with life. 
I remember that day very, very clearly. We were, or I was on a hike, uh, supposed to be a quick hike, and I got a phone call, and Kylie was in tears, and she said, you have to come home now, and so I remember running back to the car and trying to get home as quick as possible. In short, our world, in a way, was turned upside down. What we thought was gonna be a really joyous in new season for us turned into something new. And so uh, November 1st, 2019, we got to welcome our son, uh, Josiah Jobs Kuhn. It was a pretty, it was a pretty special day. That time when he was born, we, born, we only got one hour with him uh, before he passed away, but it was both the, the hardest hour of our lives, but also the best hour of our lives. And we both, looking back on that season as newlyweds, it didn't just bring us closer together and really was a foundation for our marriage, but also increased our faith and brought us closer to Jesus and to our Savior together. And one of the truths that this experience just confirms in both of our lives is that when you go through really hard things, that God's presence and His grace and His mercy matches that, those moments. So I'd like to say from there that our story was easy and we got to welcome our son that's here now, but the truth is, is that it was still hard. We had two more mm -hmm. miscarriages after our son Josiah and we were in a really discouraging season, but within that we had people in our lives that were able to encourage us. In May of last year, I met with a friend, Kelly, and she shared with me that she'd been praying for us and that God had expressed that he was gonna give us favor for having a child. And I'm gonna be honest, I didn't quite buy it, but on the way home, I felt like God pressed me to go home and take a pregnancy mm -hmm. test. And lo and behold, I was pregnant with our son Jethro, which I, looking back, I had been in the hospital just a month before with a, a miscarriage and to be pregnant again with our son was a miracle to say the least. Yeah. And now we have our precious little Jethro and it's been an amazing season getting to be his parents and watching him grow. But also it's been an amazing season to reflect on that God can love us in our deepest valleys and be with us in our highest highs and everything in between that God meets us in those spots. Dusen and Leanna Smotherman with Behold.
Hey, it's Jay and Brooke. And this is Our Savior Story. My story is, as a senior in high school, I was diagnosed with um, lymphoma cancer, and I had spots on my liver. Also, I was blind. Um, but Jesus healed me and restored all the things that I had lost. It's been an incredible journey, watching God heal, and then, you know, to know Him as a healer, you also have to be sick. And so those moments of faith that I've watched my wife and then my son walk through when my son was two years old, got diagnosed with a rare disease called Opsoclonus minoclonus. It's a mouthful. Uh, they said he was never going to recover. It was a fever that uh, really attacked his uh, brain and spinal cord and just a, a horrible set of circumstances. They, in the end, said size him for a helmet, put him in a wheelchair. He's never going to walk again. And then it was in the arms of his praying grandmother that God did the miraculous and healed him almost two and a half weeks after the original diagnosis. Uh, we've seen and been through an incredible journey over the last 20 years. Um, you guys have been through an incredible journey if you guys have been attending our church this last month of hearing stories uh, from staff members and people in our church and even this morning hearing uh, stories of, of our pastors about what God's done in their life. The one thing that we want to let you know today is that God's not a respecter of persons. And if He's done the miraculous in our life, He can do it in your life. And this Christmas, we wanted you to know that we serve a God that heals, a God that provides hope, and a God that restores and we want you to know that if he did it for us, he can do it for you. And so this morning, as you've seen this wonderful, incredible service, uh, right now where you sit, you can whisper it, you can say it. Uh, we want you to know that you can ask your Heavenly Father for good things because his desire for you is to give you good things. Now presenting a live drama to Danny Gokey's Until You, Featuring James and Kara Welshon, Robin Elam, Peyton Fletcher, and Riley Powell. Would you guys give them a big round of applause? Hopeless looking for an answer until you. We were hurting, calling for a helper until you. You put a star up in the sky and the angels on high declaring the good news. We were desperate. Longing for a savior until you Glory, glory, Christmas morning Hallelujah, all is new Love came down and changed the story Every heart was
Our team has worked so hard this month putting this together. Would you guys give them a big round of applause for doing all this hard work? As one of our actresses just portrayed an open chair. You know, this chair really represents two major things. It's an invitation and it's also a mission. Uh, the invitation is, don't you remember when someone invited you to the table that is the table of God? And what an incredible um, experience many of us in this room have had when we gave our heart to Jesus uh, because it was personal. If you remember that moment, would you give him the biggest round of applause you've given him in a long time? Remember it. This invitation that we received really became a mission, really changed the, the family tree of the Smotherman family. My, my father was a, a migrant farm worker, so the story goes, would go from orchard to orchard. Every time in the holiday season, around Christmas especially, my dad would get this, uh, best way to describe it was this funk on him. Um, he always felt like he never could or have provided enough for us kids Little did he know he gave us all that we needed, which was Jesus. Um, but I remember that feeling coming in my, in my home. Uh, my dad would get into this depressed state. He would find himself locked in a bedroom. He was his uh, contractor, a business owner. We did asphalt and concrete growing up. Uh, majority of the time we did asphalt, seal coating, a lot of hard work. I can remember being out at 11 and 12 and 13 years old. Uh, my older brother... Uh, manning a lot of the responsibilities because my father growing up was was quite sick and I guess you can remember there were seasons in the home where Christmas times there was sometimes there was great Christmas uh, moments and then there was other times uh, in the summer or in the in the winter time because there wasn't a lot of work that Christmas was, was a little bit lean but I'll never forget my dad and his journey through Christmas and the holidays really gave me an exposure to what a lot of people have gone through during Christmas seasons. And there was the childhood that I grew up in. Um, how many in here, uh, either this morning or tomorrow morning on Christmas morning, will do what my family did, which was you will hand out all the gifts and then one by one open the gifts up? Are you the one by one families? All right, we've got some one by one families in here. My wife told me when she married me that was awkward. Because if you didn't like a gift, then you, you just had to pretend. And it was almost like you were making lying very, very easily, you know, there. Because you just sort of had to say, yes, I really love it. Where's the receipt? i got to go take it back. <laughs> but we were a one-by-one one family when we would open up those, those Christmas gifts, largely because we needed to make it last. Um, you know, I was, my birthday celebrated three days before Christmas. And uh, for, for my birthday, I got to open up three of my Christmas presents early. How many Christmas babies do we have here, Pastor St. John and Pastor Micah, and there's Peyton over there. Uh, those of you guys that are known, you know, have birthdays around Jesus, it's hard to compete with Jesus for sure. Um, but yeah, there was this, this one by one thing that we would do, and my wife, when, we, uh, when she came into the family, she said it was just awkward. And then I would go to her house, a third type of Christmas experience. Um, I, I still think, they're not, but I still think, just coming from where I came from, that my wife's family was loaded. I mean, they got so much money. Because they had the audacity to hand out all the gifts at once and then say, go. And then it was just, I mean, 20 minutes of sheer terror, you know. And then you couldn't even find the gifts underneath the wrapping paper, right? Uh, but I'll never forget uh, those moments when I was a little guy, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. We did our Christmas presents this morning because we're going to go... Uh, to Vacaville tonight. I was watching uh, Jace. Jace is at a perfect age, 11, year old, 11 years old, where when he gets a gift and his name is on the gift, um, man, does he light up. And uh, Jace, here's your gift. And there's this moment when Christmas becomes not this, this thing that's out there, but there's this moment where Christmas becomes this thing that's in here. And there's something about a, a gift received that reminds those of us that have received the greatest gift of what Christmas is truly all about. I, I'll remember my dad um, not feeling well, he did his best, and he would, we would hand out the gifts, and Jason, here's your gift. 
And I knew what it meant. My dad worked so hard, worked so long, worked so tirelessly to try to provide the best he knew how. But I'll never forget when my dad called me into his room one night as he was praying for me. And I walked into that bedroom. I was about fifth or sixth grade, 10, 11, 12 years old. Don't remember exactly when. And I walked into my parents' room, and my older brother, Steve, who's here, walked out of that room. And he was weeping. And I thought, what did I do? (laughs) And I didn't know what I did. I I was like, I think I'm good. And my brother came walking, and there was tears that that he was, was shedding that I had never seen before. And I jumped up on my mom and dad's bed, and my dad, I I could take you there, take you to the house, the bedroom. My dad said, son, the Holy Spirit's in this room, and mom and I have been praying for you, and we want to tell you about Jesus. And I'll never forget, man, the Holy Spirit hit me as a 10 or 11 or 12-year-old, and tears began streaming down my cheeks, and I needed to give my life to Jesus because I felt a love like I had never felt. What had happened in that moment was my dad, he put a chair out and the Christmas story went from unto the world, now it was unto you. And I'll never forget the moment, but I sat down in the chair that was provided for me that I did not deserve. There's nothing that I did to earn it, nothing that I did to to make the table. Reminds me of that Old Testament story of of when they were looking for someone to bless underneath the lineage of a king, and all they could find was the cripple, and the cripple pulled up to this table, and he was crippled no more. What an incredible thing that when you come to Jesus... He takes all that you were, all that you weren't, and he doesn't just fix your old heart with duct tape. The Bible says in Ezekiel that he'll give you a new heart. And I'll never forget when that story out there became personal to me when the chair was extended. Simply, we we, we wanted to take an hour of your time to present not a production, The Church of America is produced to the hilt. If you came here to hear some wonderful songs, you you got that. If you came here to see a wonderful gospel presentation through a video live drama, you got that. If you came here to need to wear sunglasses because the screen's so bright, you got that. We're learning. But what I'm so thankful of is this church is not about production. It's not about filling pews. It's about populating heaven. And we wanted to present to you what the gospel was all about, what Christmas is all about. If you're here this morning and you're one of our kids, as Pastor Chase so eloquently said, there came a point in his life where he had to decide for himself if he was going to choose Jesus. And this morning, what we felt like we wanted to do, if he opened up a chair for me, It becomes my mission as as a Christian, not as a pastor, as a Christian. We all have this mission to take this chair and present it to you. Because the greatest gift that you'll ever receive is the gift of Jesus. Man, does he make all things new. He makes all things new. So I don't know what your story is. I don't know if it's like Pastor Justin and Kylie's story where you had to go through some losses. And it's not like the losses go away, but I love what Pastor Justin said in the middle of his message. The presence of God will always match the moment that you're facing. I don't know if it's like Chase and Leanna. Chase raised in a Christian home, but he had to decide Leanna raised in the middle of chaos, but God took her chaos and turned it into a miracle. I don't know if it was like Pastor St. John and, and, and Pastor Rhonda, marriage. They looked like on the outside they had it all going on in ministry, but man, they were struggling. But when they surrendered all to Jesus, man, does he do beautiful things. I don't know if it's, if it's like 
Pastor Bethany and Zay, where you might feel lonely this holiday season, there's a chair that's open to you. I don't know if it's like my wife who, she went through the ringer of no fault of her own through sickness and illness, but man, did she find out that God was her healer. I don't know if your story is a lot like me, where your whole life, you've always questioned like, Lord, why me? Why did you open that table up for me? The mercy and grace of God doesn't make much sense to us, us logical thinkers. But I'm thankful this Christmas season that he came, he hung up on that cross, he conquered the grave so that we didn't have to live in ours anymore. You're here this morning and maybe a, a family member headlock and drug you here. Maybe you're here because it's a traditional thing that you come on Christmas. I want you to know we're so glad that you're here. But before you walk out there, will you allow this pastor to take his pointy finger and point you to the real reason for the season, which is this, our Heavenly Father sent his son so that you can have life and you can have life more abundantly. If you're here this morning, if you're here this morning and this open chair seems like, Pastor, it's my time. It's my place, it's my moment for that Christmas story to not be something that's out there, but to be something that's here. I want to give an invitation to pray that God, this morning, this Christmas season, will become not a God that's afar off, but it'll become a God that's at hand. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And you say, Pastor, I'm going to be praying with you this morning because I need, I need him to come close in my life this morning. I don't know what your story is, but I know that God's not a respecter of persons or stories. And if he's done it for us, he can do it for you. This morning, if you're ready, willing and able to say, Lord, I need you in my life to not be a God that's afar off, but a God that's at hand. Would you, would you raise your hand so I can see who I'm going to be praying with today, if that's you? Yes, I see hands going up all over the room this morning. Anybody in the upper deck why I shield my eyes so I can see who I'm praying for up there? God bless you, each and every one of you guys. There's about a dozen hands that were raised this morning. We're so thankful that you would, you this morning would spend a few moments with us as we point the way to the real reason of the season. And I know your heads are, are bowed and your eyes are closed this morning, but Parkway, would you join with heaven this morning and give a big round of applause for those that are going to come running towards Jesus? Yes. So dear Heavenly Father, you see the hands that are raised. I, I, I remember the moment vividly when I just said yes to you. I didn't even have words to say yes to you, but I said yes to you. And so Father, I join with a dozen or so hands that were just raised. Father, we say yes. We say yes to the invitation of the open chair that Father, we're thankful for what, you, what you've done to send your only begotten son to the whosoever, and I'm the whosoever this morning. Father, I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth that you're not just Savior, but you're Lord of my life. Father, come and make me brand new. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. It's not just an invitation, it's a mission. I want you to know, Parkway, 2023 was a banner year. We've seen incredible uh, things happen God has really changed lives, but it's also an invitation for the mission of 2024, that it's our hope that 2024, someone that does not know Jesus will come to know Jesus because of the ministry of this house. I want to thank you. Many of you have, have sown faithfully for this past 12 months. This pastor and our staff could not have done it without you. We want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, and I'm sure you guys have many wonderful things that are planned, and uh, we're so excited to be able to to release you to those things, but it is not Christmas I've heard without snow. And we want to make sure that we wish you guys a Merry Christmas and get you guys some candy canes on the way out. You guys don't have to go, but you don't have to get up out of here or you can. We want you guys to know Merry Christmas to each and every one of you guys.